Welcome to My Journey, the podcast for individuals who are seeking to write their own stories while creating a more healthy life along the way. My name is Brian Pickowitz. This is My Journey. And now it's time to start yours. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to My Journey. I am your host, Brian Pickowitz, and I want to welcome you all to episode number 30 of our podcast. So on today's episode, what I'm really excited to talk about is revitalizing your training and adapting to where you're at right now in your life. And this comes as something that's present in my life, but it's also something that I find that so many of my clients are struggling with. And the reason why is because we get wrapped up in our own identity when it comes to training. I know for me, it was that I used to be a fitness athlete, I used to be a competitor, and I had identified as that person for so long that when it became something I wanted to switch from, it was hard to do. And what I find for so many people is that they look at how they used to be and they look at the template that they built their body or their health or their life off of, and it's really hard to adapt. And so that's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about five instances that are going to revitalize your training and really focus on how to help you create a body you love, but also live a balanced life. You know, for me, one of the things I don't think that I've realized until recently is that I've really craved a balanced life. I know I talked about this on my Instagram, my Facebook recently, but I've started to enjoy drinking wine. <laughs> I've never drank wine or alcohol for enjoyment. It was always something that I drank because I wanted to get drunk or I wanted to have an experience like that. And for me, it's interesting to see how that's been something I can add to my life without it throwing off my goals. I can add in more balance of food and and not feel like I have to always eat like a bodybuilder. And I had gone through an experience where I tried to do this not too long ago. I went vegetarian for a month. That was kind of the same idea, but I was still neurotic about how much protein I was getting, where my macros at. And what I've realized is that there's a balance that we all play when we're trying to figure out the next step. So you're stuck in this pattern right now, and you're in this place where you're trying to push into the next level of your journey but you're not necessarily sure what to do. So you kind of stay on that path that you know is comfortable, which is great because it keeps you making progress. And that's something I think that there's really three ways. There's the new adaptation that you can just dive into a new program. You can just dive into it, go all in and have that be something you do. Or you can say, I can't do it right now, so I'm just going to go the other way. And because things aren't perfect, because I can't train like I used to, because I don't have the time or whatever your reasons are, you run the gamut of saying like, well, I'm just going to go off the rails and just destroy everything. Or you find a delicate balance where you're like, hey, I can't do everything I want to do, but I'm going to do the best I can right now. And so I see this come up for my clients, um, especially when they're former athletes. I know I have a former client right now. Used to be insanely in shape and used to be a runner. And their problem is that they compare themselves now to the running. And they say, Well, I, I used to be able to do this, and there's no reason why I can't run a marathon right now. And the truth is that that's not applicable to their life. And I see this too with former athletes. For instance, I'm working with a former college athlete, and it's been really hard for him to add in more mobility work because he's used to always powerlifting. And so I think that when you're in those positions where you're comparing yourself to how you used to be and you're looking at all those habits and routines that you used to have that held you in such great shape and they're no longer there to serve you, 
there are certain things you can do to adjust. And it's such a blissful place when you do adjust and you find that same fulfillment. And the cool thing is that I think that we as a society, as people in the fitness industry, I see a lot of people who are neurotic. They're neurotic about their training. They're neurotic about their dieting. And the thing is, is most people don't want to be neurotic. Most people who are successful and who have careers want to be better. And so better obviously goes into a rabbit hole because what you define as better as you're listening to this and what I define as better as I'm saying this is going to be probably two different things. But the truth is, is that as long as you're getting better and you feel better and your life is improved by what you're doing, then it's worth continuing. And so that's what I want to really say right now before we dive into the meat of the actual podcast. Like I said, I had five distinct points that I wanted to make and I think that if you implement these into your life, they will change not just the way you feel, not just the way you train, but I think it will make it a lot easier for you to see the results that you're reaching for. And the reason why I say that is because not only have I seen it play a role in my client's life, but this has been something that I've been working through too. And so I'm going to kind of give you some backstory on that and then dive into these five distinct points. But as you guys are listening to this, what I ask is that if you love this podcast, if you see value in it, and if you're enjoying the content we're putting out, please leave us a review on iTunes. Leave us a review, shout us out, let us know what you're enjoying about this podcast or what brings you value. Right now, I'm going to be honest, I'm in kind of a trans transformation personally, I guess a, a transfer phase. So I moved to Dallas and I'm really trying to figure out what I want to bring to people consistently. I know that I've talked a lot about hope. That's the energy I want to lead with. That's the message I want to lead with. I don't want people to walk away from my podcast feeling negative or toxic or feeling like they can't overcome things, but also feeling like they're the biggest part of their problem in a negative way. Now, you probably are the biggest part of your problem <laughs> because that's usually the case. I know from my instance in my life that if things are not going the way that I want them to, Nine times out of 10, the person that needs to have a conversation with me is myself. And so it's not that we're not about taking ownership here. And it's not that I don't want to put responsibility on a pedestal because that's the first thing. You have to take responsibility for what you're doing in your life. And if you're not where you want to be, it's it's up to you to change it no matter what. No matter who wronged you, no matter what happened, it's on you. But at the same time, I want to lead with optimism. And I find that... When this message of, I guess, aggressive motivation or motivation or inspiration or whatever you want to call it is out there, when people are talking about taking responsibility, it's, it's more often than not a, an aggressive and toxic voice. And I just don't feel like that's what needs to be said. I feel like you can be aggressive in your approach and be diligent and be disciplined and focused while also giving yourself some grace. I was talking about this with one of the people on my team the other day, and it's about understanding the seasons of your life, which I'm going to do a full podcast about. But there's times where you really have to push yourself. There's times where you're probably going to have to work 12 hours a day. There's times in your life where you're going to have to train for an hour and a half. There's times in your life where you're going to have to be really strict on your meal plan, and you're going to have to really push yourself. But there's also times where that's not the case. And so it's understanding those seasons and understanding when to show up in those seasons that I find is the most important facet of 
really creating transformative results. So if you do love this podcast and you love that message, I would love to hear what you want to specifically hear more about, what you want to learn more about. And the reason why I say it is because I want to take that message to more in-depth conversations, and we're really excited about some of the guests we're going to have on in this next coming week. But I think that being able to blend this form of optimism and realism with tactical pieces for you is my intention and that's what I want to lead with. And so really excited about that. And without further ado, I want to talk about the five instances that will help you revitalize your training. And the reason why I want to go over it is because, like I said, I've been dealing with this in my own space over the last few months and it's been amazing. It's been an amazing part of the journey because I used to be so focused on bodybuilding and getting bigger. So even once I decided to stop competing in bodybuilding, I still kind of had that training style and I was still wrapped up in defining myself as someone who weightlifted. I remember I was like, okay, well, if I'm not going to bodybuild, I'm going to go powerlift. And so I started training for a powerlifting contest and some of the injuries that I had from bodybuilding kept showing up and they weren't getting any better. And so I was like, okay, well, this isn't working. This isn't helpful. And I really started to look at quote unquote, what was going on under the hood. And so what was going on under the hood was I needed to really start to understand my body and start to understand my physiology in a better way rather than just trying to build muscle. And so what I used to focus on was a standard bro split. I would train legs. Actually, if you really want to go into it, when I was competing, when I was really focused on competing, I would train for about three to five hours a day sometimes mostly three hours, but I would train for about an hour in the morning and I would train for about an hour at night or maybe an hour and a half in both of those times. And I would split up my workouts because that's what my mentor did. And so that meant doing like chest and chest and shoulders in the morning and arms at night and then back in the morning and then calves and abs at night and then hamstrings in the morning and then quads at night. And then I would train that twice a week which was so stupid. It was so dumb. It was dumb. <laughs> I, I wasn't happy. I was doing it because that's what I was told to do. And I just kind of got sucked in this wormhole of believing that that was the only way to be happy and be fulfilled. And then uh, it was realistically, I was like, well, I don't need to do that. And then once I stopped competing two years ago, I focused on getting really healthy and really focusing on just making that the focal point of my life. And actually, it was about more like a year ago. I think it was more around, the, around like a year and a couple months. So it's still f fairly fresh. And so I was going through that process of figuring out what I wanted to do. Like I still love exercise. I still love training. And so I would focus on doing some weight training, getting a little bit stronger. And then I started to rationalize to myself why I didn't need to be committed to this. Oh, you know, you're not really into that much. So you can slack on your diet and you can slack on your training. It doesn't really matter because you don't need to be a bodybuilder and you don't need to look a certain way and no one really cares. But the thing is, is that I care and it matters to me. It matters to me that I still look and feel good. It matters to me that I still have a fit body in it and that I'm still training and pushing myself hard and I'm so grateful that I had some nagging injuries that came up because like, okay well I need to take care of this I enlisted the help of a 
I would say he's world renowned, but I don't know what he would classify himself as. But I enlisted the help of a really great mentor who I'm excited to have on the podcast soon. And he is a one of the best physical trainers. I would say he's the best physical therapist, sorry, in Los Angeles. And his name's Steve Suttle. And he started to really help me become more mobile. He started to fix my shoulders. And I started to see movement as something that I was doing in my workouts rather than just seeing them as something I did once in a while. And I would consistently go to the gym, and some days I would just do my shoulder mobility movements, just do my shoulder mobility exercises. And it made a huge difference in how I felt. I was able to get back into strength training. And then I had a client who wanted to start getting into running. And she's like, you know, I want to run a half marathon. I was like, all right, I love that. So let's start focusing on that. And obviously being learned in athletics and being learned in the fact of, I know how to take care of my clients and I know how to take care of people who are getting fit and their goals. I did a lot of research and I really aligned on what that would look like, how her training would look like. And we started to adjust her training. And then I had another client who was like, you know what? I want to run a half, no, a 5k in 20 minutes or less. And I was like, whew, I don't even know if I can do that, dude. <laughs> so that was a challenge. I was like, okay, well, if I'm going to be leading someone to do something, I want to be able to know if at least I can get close to it in this setting. And so I started to train. I was like, you know, what? I'm going to go run. And I picked myself up a nice pair of running shoes. And I had always rationalized not doing intense cardio like that because I wasn't an athlete. I didn't need to do it because of bodybuilding, whatever that BS reason was. I never was really into running. And the truth is, is that I loved running when I was playing college football or when I was in high school, and I was always really athletic. So I was like, well, I'm just going to start running. I'm just going to make this a focal point of what I do. And I started to stagger what I, what I was doing in the gym, which was usually four to five days a week, mostly strength training. So I would focus on strength training for bench, strength training for squats, and really working on mobile movements, so a lot of isolateral movements meaning like I would do Bulgarian split squats and single leg RDLs and side lunges and some different movements of the like to really focus on building a balanced base when it came to my lower extremities. And so really focused on that while also coupling running about three to four days a week and putting my mobility exercises as a focal point in my training. And so the cool thing about that all is my mindset completely shifted. One thing that I really love about running, for instance, is that I do it when I schedule it. So I usually do it about, like I said, three to four days a week. But there's been times where I woke up and I had a bunch of calls. I had a meeting. I had this thing, that thing, this thing, that thing. And it was really impossible for me to make it to the gym without stressing myself or going off the rails. And what I would do in those moments is just throw on my running shoes and go for a 30 minute run or 20 minute run a 20 minute run boom there's my exercise of the day and you don't realize how simple that is until you do it because we've been told that we need to exercise for hours on end and we need to go to this class and this group class and i i'll encourage my clients when they can't go to the gym just go for a walk just go for a walk because that's going to push you forward and now i know that from a coaching standpoint, as someone who's going to quote unquote try to sell you a program, you probably won't hear that from most coaches. They're like, you need to go to the gym. You need to do it. You're just not putting in the work. But what happens when life happens? 
What happens when your kids need to be taken to school or you need to go and leave work early because you have this family event or you need to stay late at, at work because work needs to be done? What do you do? Well, you do what you can. And so that's become my approach and it's been amazing. Whether that's doing a 30 minute mobility exercise movement and then focusing on doing a bench press, an incline press and some kind of fly for my chest day or doing something simple as going for a walk for 15 minutes in the morning or yesterday, Lindsay and I got invited to go to a golf tournament. We didn't get invited, we got tickets, so let me rephrase that. And I was like, I don't have an exercise today, so yeah, why don't we go and we just walked for two hours. And now I'm not trying to cut, I'm not trying to count things that aren't worth counting. So for instance, there's value in movement. There's value in movement, but it's not the same. So you can't, you can't walk your way to the body of your dreams. You can walk your way to losing weight, but there still has to be some kind of strength training there. And so that's where I'm going to lead after this, but it's more of on the days where you can't do it all, or when there's moments that are really difficult for you to do it all, having that grace and being able to understand like, Hey, I'm doing this, I'm moving. And this is, this is a win for the today because I couldn't do it. That's all that matters. And so I want to lead into the top five things you can do to revitalize your training because I think that this is the, the most important pieces that you can take in your life based off of the lessons that I've given here. And I wanted to make it really easy to digest. The first thing is to see that strength training is paramount to anything else. Now, I'm not saying that you have to become a power lifter and you have to go do all these Olympic lifts. I personally don't believe that most people who are starting out should do high intensity interval training or any kind of, I don't want to say CrossFit, but I'm going to say CrossFit training more because I think that when you're putting people in a position where they're comparing themselves, so they're trying to do a lot of these difficult lifts, it becomes overwhelming and there's a risk of getting hurt. But what I mean is go and focus on compound movements. And what I mean by compound movements are muscle or movements that require you to use more than one muscle group. So Bench press uses your chest, your shoulders, and your triceps. Go do that. Squats uses all your lower extremities, your you know quads, glutes, hamstrings, calves, core. Go do that. Deadlifts, same idea. And so you don't have to become this person who's only doing those movements, but to balance those things out with everything else, I think is going to allow you to see more results than anything else you could do whether that's running or just doing mobility exercises. So what I focus on with my clients that I'm working with who are really trying to get revitalized in their journey, the first thing I do is I start them off with a basic plan. The reason why is because I want them to execute on that. This means usually focusing on three days of weight training, one day of regular cardio and abs. And I also encourage them to Focus on doing some kind of cardio before they start hitting weights just to get their blood pressure up and start getting their heart rate moving. I find that this is going to increase your overall mobility. It's going to help you feel more aligned. And it's also about zoning in. Like when you go and do some cardio, you're able to shut off everything that happened in that day and you're really able to focus on what you're going to do. So I usually suggest that. But the benefits of strength training is that it's going to actually allow, to, allow you to build the body that you want. So between increasing your strength, increasing bone density, it's going to help you boost your metabolism. It's also going to help you build an aesthetic physique. So if you want to see your chest change or you want to see your legs develop more, you want to see your shoulders and arms become more toned or developed, 
that's how you do it is through strength training. And I really don't like the thesis that comes through like pure bar or bar classes where it's like, oh, we're going to burn the fat first and then we're going to build the muscle because that's not how it works. <laughs> it's not practical and it's really a short-term solution when you're focusing on doing cardio or doing other lifts because you really have to focus on progressive overload. Progressive overload means that you're consistently pushing the muscle against more and more resistance in order to help it grow. So you won't have to focus on one rep maxes in order to do strength training, but focusing on compound movements or movements that allow you to push yourself and doing, I would focus on eight to 12 reps at a time and, and allowing to really see where you can go with those weights in a way that keeps you consistent on your form. I think one of the things I really try to focus on is saying that you need to be consistent on your form you know, really make sure that that's squared away before you can go and dive into something else. And as long as that's congruent and as long as that's there, then you're going to be okay. And so once you have that training down, then you're going to be in a great place to also add in mobility. So the second thing is mobility should be seen as a part of your workout, not just something you do. I think that one thing that people get obsessed with is they think that their workouts have to be all in and perfect. And because they're trying to lose weight in six months, if those workouts aren't perfect, then it's not gonna happen. And the truth is, is that if you focus on feeling better, you're gonna feel better. And that means you're gonna lose weight longer. And that means you're gonna have this body longer. And that means five years from now, you're gonna be healthier. I'm working with a client right now who really wants me to beat the hell out of him. And I'm like, hey, like I can beat the hell out of you and we can beat the hell out of this and we can make it an excellent time in those 45 minutes. But if you get hurt and we don't focus on your actual limitations when it comes to your body, we, if we don't focus on building up your legs because you have really tight hamstrings and your back is always sore, this is going to be really difficult for you to find health long term. And so mobility should be seen as a part of your workout, meaning that you should do warm-ups. You should do exercises that are banded and have resistance to them. I, I love starting every shoulder and chest day off with a mobility circuit. I focus on doing that because if I don't, then I'm sore and I don't lift as much. And if I neglect my mobility exercises, after about a month of not doing them, I can see a huge difference in how I'm recovering and I feel totally different. And so they might not be as fun, they might not be as sexy, and they might not burn as many calories, but you're moving your body and you're getting it healthy. And that is something that should be seen as more important than just building muscle. Because if you are imbalanced and you build muscle, you're just going to be balanced with more muscle. That's the simple equation. And so you're going to eventually end up winding up hurting yourself especially if you allow your eagle to take you, or you're just not going to see the longevity there. I'm fascinated when people go and see physical therapists, and the physical therapist will just give them a massage and tell them to, you know, treat it, whatever. You know, hey, you know, we're going to do a massage, we're going to do stem treatment, and we're just going to wait for it to get better, rather than focusing on the root cause of what's going on. And so when you treat the, treat the root of what's happening, when you focus on that, it allows the body to actually heal and it makes the problem better. And so that's why I think that mobility should be seen as something you're doing inside your workout rather than just seeing it as something that's auxiliary that happens once in a while. 
And that kind of flows into number three, which is just move your body. If you're struggling to get revitalized and you're struggling to get in shape and you're really challenged right now in your journey, just move your body. Go for a walk. Go and do a quick ride on the cycle inside the gym or go and do 25 push-ups. It doesn't have to be this really intense system of everything. Yeah, there's there's basic principles. You know, do the small things right. You to be honest, most people would be benefited by just doing a full workout of bench press, a full workout of some kind of row, a full workout of squats, and some kind of hamstring exercise. And the reason why I say some kind of hamstring exercise is because I know that some people struggle with deadlifts. So maybe doing like, I think a single leg RDL would be the best. But if you went and you executed on those four movements, let's say squat, deadlift, bench, and just a regular row, something that's going to train your back a little bit more, then you'd feel really great. And you'd build muscle, you'd get stronger, and your body would improve. You don't have to do a million exercises. And that's why I also don't like when people think that they have to hit training. Because the majority of your progress is going to become something that flows from your diet and just being consistent with your training. Just being consistent on hitting those two things, you're going to see progress. And if you can't get to the gym, keep your diet aligned. There's no reason to go off your diet. And move your body. Go do 15 minutes. Like I said, if you start to see movement as something that's adding value to your life, rather than something that's keeping you from reaching your goals, it becomes a lot easier to succeed. And so focus on moving your body and stay consistent. And so number four, if you are struggling with revitalizing your fitness and health, stop being neurotic. (sighs) Bombshell. Because so many people think that they have to be all in. Have to be perfect. I have to get this done. I have to hit these macros. I have to do this meal plan. And it's this all or nothing mindset that's just not true. Lindsay and I just moved across the country. And while we were driving across the country, I think we drove from, we ended up getting the U-Haul late. So it was from 3 p.m. to 4.30 in the morning, which was not fun. And then we slept most of the day. And then the next day, we plan on going to the Grand Canyon. And so we couldn't go to the gym. We didn't have time to go to the gym. And I didn't want to go to the gym. I just drove and sat in the car. I wanted to just kind of move my body. And so what we did instead was we went to a park. We walked to a park that was 15 minutes away. We walked on the trail for about another 10 minutes. They had like these cool little like exercise body weight things. I don't know if you've ever seen those, like the the gyms that are inside parks. (laughs) And we trained on those for like 10 minutes and kind of did a little circuit. And then we walked back. And that was our workout for the day. And then the next day, I really did want to get in something. So I woke up at 5.30 and I went to that park and I just ran for a solid half an hour. I got my body moving and I felt great and I wasn't neurotic about what I was eating when I was on the trip I wasn't neurotic about how many grams of protein or how many grams of carbohydrates I was getting all those monotonous things I just kind of let slip away and you know what happened I lost weight while I was on the trip in a good way like I wasn't starving myself 
I had an amazing trip with Lindsay. We had so much fun and it was peaceful the whole time. We got there safely. And you know what I did when I first moved into my new apartment? I went to the gym. I went and exercised. The next day, once we were settled, I went and trained and just started again. And so when you miss a day, you don't have to beat yourself up. You don't have to kick yourself for not being perfect. You just literally have to pick yourself up and start again. And I think of that mindset is really hard to break, especially if you're an athlete or someone who used to be really intense. You're like, whoa, you know, I used to be this kind of person. It's like, well, you're not anymore. And that's fine. You're that person for someone else. You're that person for your career. Or you're that person in some other way. You haven't figured out how to be that kind of person right now with the things you're working on, and that's okay. But don't beat yourself up because if you beat yourself up and you kick yourself and you get angry and the difference is you, there's a difference between accepting responsibility for how bad things are, right? Like if things aren't going well, don't, don't bullshit yourself. Don't be that person who's like, oh, well, you know, I guess it's okay because I had a salad, but I still also had French fries and a burger. Like don't be the person who orders a Big Mac with a large fry and a Diet Coke because then you're just not helping yourself. But once you realize that there's a fine line between discipline and grace, and that fine line is where you walk for the season of your life, if you need to give yourself some grace, then give yourself some grace. But if you also need to kick in the ass, kick yourself in the ass. But there's no reason to be neurotic about it. Because when you're neurotic about it, what happens? Everything else suffers. When you become neurotic about the gym, everything else suffers because you can't be all in in all areas of your life. And unless you're a competitive athlete, there's no reason to be all in in the gym. Now, you can lean on the gym heavily. Like, I lean on the gym. I love training. It will be something that will be the focal point of my life forever because it gives me so much joy. I love pushing myself. I love the moments when you're at the gym and you don't think you can do another thing and you crush it. I love those moments where you're tapped into your soul. I would literally describe competition as being tapped into your soul. When you are a competitor and you don't think you can do anything more, a good example of that is I, so I told you about my client who wanted me, who wanted to run a 5K in under 20 minutes. And I wanted to see if I could do it. So the other day I tried to do it and I got it in 21 minutes. I ran seven minute miles, on average about seven minutes miles, and the last two miles were 6.4. So 6.4, 6.48, something like that. So I was hoofing. And you know what the only thing I could do when I was doing that? The only thing I could think of was running. The only thing I could think of was running because if I started to think about anything else, I started to get sore, I started to cramp, I started to slow down. Running for that time, the only thing I could do was think about running. Focused, 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 focused. I didn't look at traffic. Focused, focused, focused. Keeping that zone in my mind was an amazing experience, and that's what I love. I love those moments. But when I have a week where things fall apart, I don't beat myself up because there's tomorrow, and this is my life, meaning that I'm not going to suffer for missing one workout. I'm not going to suffer for having a bad week. I'm not even going to suffer for having a bad month. You know why? Because you can just start again. You can literally just start again. And so don't be neurotic about it. 
have fun and push yourself and give yourself that ass kicking when you need it. But don't be so tough on yourself that you derail your progress because there's no point. There's no point in getting so stressed about it that you overeat and that you self-sabotage and you just don't see what you want because you don't have to treat yourself that way. And so that leads me to the last point, which I think is the most important point, and that is that training is meant to enhance your life, and it's not about getting it done. So the reason why fitness enhances your life is not just because you get an amazing body or you feel stronger or you can fit in new clothes. It's about overcoming all the obstacles in order to get there. You don't feel great about exercising on the days you don't want it. Like when, when you have an exercise, when you go to work out and you just don't want to be there and you're just walking through and you're like, oh God, I don't want to go to the gym today. Those things that are saying, oh, I don't want to go to the gym today. Those moments, those thoughts, those negative pullbacks for you to just sit down and enjoy an episode of The Office. Those are what make going to the gym so amazing because you overcame them. And then you go home and you're like, you know what? I fucking won the day. Like, I had a great day. I was able to do this. I was able to dominate. I was able to have a great moment because of what I chose to do. And then you can go on to the rest of the day and you feel better. That's what this is all about. It adds value to your life to face that resistance and to face that resistance and to overcome it. There's nothing else that you could read in a book there's no self-help book for that. There's no podcast that you can listen to that's going to give you that same sensation. And so when you think that you can't do it and you feel like you can't work out and there's all the reasons in the world for you not to go to the gym and not exercise and, oh, I guess I could just take it easier. I could have an easy week. That's when you show up and you kick in the doors and you say, you know what? I'm not going to be that person today. I'm going to go to the gym. And the reason why you go to the gym is because you want to overcome those obstacles. Because you know on the other side of those obstacles are all the things that you want to achieve. That's the person you want to be. You want to be the per like you don't it doesn't matter that you're the person who looks fit. It matters that you're the person who has the desire and the discipline to be fit. That's what this is all about. When you focus on those points and you focus on emphasizing that, like I am a person who goes to the gym when I don't want to. I am a person who does the work. I am the kind of person who no matter what, I'm going to focus on making myself better. And here's the thing, making yourself better doesn't mean that you're always suffering. Doesn't mean that you're always overcoming resistance. Sometimes making yourself better might be taking time off. It might be deciding to be alone. It might be removing yourself from a toxic experience that's just running you rampantly into the ground. But that's something that you decide, and you decide to be that person based off of your actions. And so the message today about revitalizing your life is not, it's a blend, right? Like, I want you to focus on strength training. I want you to focus on mobility. Those two things are kind of opposites, right? And I know they go together, but in some sense, like, one is this aggressive focus on becoming stronger and bigger, and one's on making yourself better with what you got. And at the same time, I want you to just move your body. Okay, well, just go for a walk. That that couldn't be more opposed to going to the gym and, and focusing on pushing yourself really intensely for 45 minutes. Totally different mindset. 
but discipline versus grace. There's times where you're going to need to that have that workout, and there's times where you're just going to need to go for a walk. Understanding those two things and not beating yourself up and not being neurotic about it, I think is the most powerful tool that you can have. Because it's all culminated in seeing that this is something that makes your life better. And when you're focused on that, when everything else seems like it's insurmountable, when everything else is against you and you have to settle in and create this movement and this momentum, you have the opportunity to. And this is all about you. And so that's my message today. These are things that I really wanted to bring to the podcast. I really wanted to bring you. These are things I bring to my clients. And these are things that I've focused on for, I would say, I've really been intentional about this for the last year almost. Yeah, I started working with Steve about a year ago. And I started running, I started running maybe five months ago. So it's still like green. And the thing is, learning is always green. You're always figuring out better ways to do things. You're always expanding your horizons. And so I wanted to bring this up now because I feel like I can speak about it and I feel like it's something I'm really passionate about. And just those examples of just going for a run. Just do the small thing. Do what you can right now and allow that to be a stepping stone to becoming the person who does it all the time. That's my message. You guys are amazing. Just a reminder, please review us on iTunes. Review the podcast. Give us a shout out and let us know what you're thinking. But also, feel free to connect with me on Facebook. Connect me on Instagram. I'd love to hear like a tangible reason why you listen to this podcast and what I could do to bring you more value in the future. And lastly, I am accepting clients right now for my fitness and lifestyle revitalization program. So if you're looking to revitalize yourself, you're looking to get the next step in your journey, you're just not sure how, I would love to help be a guide to creating the body you love, creating the lifestyle that allows you to thrive, and being your best in and out of the gym. So you can apply at my website, www.brianpickless.com. And lastly, thank you all so much. I really hope this podcast brought you some value. Hope you have a wonderful day. And just remember... The journey starts with you. I'll see you guys. Thank you for tuning in today to My Journey. I hope this episode brought some value and light into your life. If you love this podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes and shout us out on your Instagram stories so we can share this message with as many people as possible. And if you're ready to start your own journey, reach out to me at brianpickwist.com forward slash start. And until next time, thank you again. And remember, the journey starts with you. I'll see you guys.